Hello and welcome to episode 8 of Grow Like a Pro. I'm one of your hosts, Adam Bankers, and I've got with me Jason Flagel. What's up, Adam? How's it going? Yeah, it's all right. It's all right. Wow, that's really disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's been like three days since I've seen you, so it's very sad. Yeah, it's I'm trying like, to recover now. It feels like so much has happened since the last time we were in My here. wife got her master's. That's <laughs> oh, yeah, exciting. That's awesome. That's so cool. Yeah, we went to, she graduated from Ohio State from the business school, and I'm so proud of her. The uh, Fisher College of Business, yeah, right? Yeah, yep. Sweet. That's so yeah, cool. Yeah, it, it took two years, and it felt like 100 years. Just, <laughs> I'm sure. She was, she was doing the working professional program. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So she was... I mean, she would work all day and then she'd go to class until 10 or 11 at night. Sometimes some of her classes went to like two in the morning. So crazy. Yeah. It's, well, it's I insane. remember you telling me like times that she would, you know, still be there at like one or two in the I morning. Know. And she, was, likes, uh, she likes going to bed at like 6.30 or 7 really? or something. <laughs> <laughs> Not that early, but you know what I mean? She's one of the... Uh, hey, I go to bed at like early, early to, to bed, 10. early to rise yeah. type of people. So yeah, yeah I mean, I'm just, I'm so proud of her and so happy. So go Betsy. That's Love awesome. you. Yeah, congrats. Betsy. So yeah, so that was that was happening this weekend, and then I was also doing some charity work this weekend with Extra Life, the gaming charity oh, cool. we do. Yeah, yeah. And there's a guy who we've kind of have been supporting. He did a 24 hour stream, and he raised almost like over eleven thousand dollars. Yeah, I saw that weekend. on Twitter. That was awesome. Yeah, so there's a lot of cool stuff going on. So. That's so cool. Wow, that's great. <laughs> How you doing? I saw you took some baby pictures or some oh, Christmas yeah. pictures. Yeah, with we uh, did the beautiful some family uh, set up a tripod and uh, tried to do some family Christmas pictures. So that was exciting. Yeah. It didn't work out. Um, <laughs> there's some good like ones. My, <laughs> like my wife wanted. So, <laughs> but I had a good time. <laughs> I like how Linux the cat had a guest star guest starring appearance. Yeah, we were. I was holding. Um, Linux, my cat, uh, for most of the pictures, and you know, as cats do, they don't like to sit still. So he was like run, like trying to get away from me. So it was hilarious. The <laughs> pictures were like, Katie had it set up. My wife uh, had it set up where uh, it was kind of like taking so many, like ten photos every what three seconds or so. So you get that huge progression of uh, horrible picture, horrible <laughs> picture. But it was funny. It was hilarious. It's like uh, you know, authentic to how a family is. It's yeah, kind of chaotic, but it's really fun. Exactly. That's a good way. <laughs> to put it i like it so who are we talking to this week jason we're talking with tristan rumel from uh tortuga marketing so yeah i'm really excited about this episode adam because tristan is i i don't know how to explain him he's just like larger than life so energetic i mean he's got so many things going on um he talks like a mile a minute <laughs> and what, you know, what, what i like about tristan, <laughs> what i like about tristan too is He's one of those businessmen who has no fear. Like yeah, whenever right. we talk, he's like, "Just set up a meeting. I'll go. I'll go to their. I'll go to the, talk to them right now." Oh, like yeah, he, that's right. he wants to get things rolling. <laughs> he wants to get things done, and that's what you got to do in the business world. You can't yeah. be afraid. You got to put that's that right. that that right foot forward and make things happen. So yeah. he's he's kind of the epitome of that that kind of ideal and lifestyle. Yeah, for sure. And I, I mean, he uses every. He's had a crazy uh, life journey, and it, I, you know, he's still a young guy, so it's still, <laughs> he's got his whole life ahead of him. But um, his journey has just been incredible. I mean, the people he's worked with, the places he's been, uh, yeah, it's crazy. And like you said, he uses every. Um, I think experience and um, opportunity, uh, like mistakes, uh, mistakes that he's gone through as a as an opportunity to learn and, and move forward. So um, he really, you know, takes that as traction and continues to uh, serve other people. So yeah, really and, awesome. and he's he's works really closely with one of someone else who's been on our podcast, Dana Ford, yeah, Brandzest, sure. and yep, yep. Um, Wild Lion Marketing, and that's kind of we've all worked together in the past and done stuff. So. It's all, all for a full circle, if you yeah. Will. And and Tristan knows uh, Chris Borja as oh, well. Oh yeah, right. Um, he knows JD Bergman. So <laughs> yeah, most of the guests I think Tristan has either met once or twice, or you know had like a brief interaction with. So it's funny because you know we've got that whole kind of network. Well, that's how you do when you get out there. You so. meet you meet the people who are also doing important things. That's and right. That's why you get to hang out with the cool kids. No. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Yeah, but no, it's a, it was a great conversation, and we won't hold you guys back anymore. But we do want to remind you if you want to be a part of the show. Be sure to send an email to hello at growlikeaproshow.com. Once again, that's hello at growlikeaproshow.com. Send your topics, questions, comments. Like I said, if you want to be a part of the show, please feel free to reach out and help us tell your story because that's what it's all about, helping people grow, learn from different perspectives and experiences, and hopefully make a difference for some people trying to reach their dreams. Yeah, definitely. All right, Adam, let's kick it to Tristan. 
Hey, Tristan, it's so great for uh, you to be in the studio with Adam and I. We're so glad to have you. So thanks so much for stopping by. Welcome, man. Yeah, thanks for having me in. Um, so I'd, I'd love to know, Tristan, a little bit more about your story. You know, uh, Adam and I have already been talking with you a little bit off the uh, off the mic. So tell we should us have just l- recorded that. That was some good conversation right <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, it was. We should do like we a... We just need to record our lives. Have one of those 24-7 <laughs> yeah. reality shows. I mean, come on. That's a good idea. <laughs> but so Tristan, tell us about yourself. What's <laughs> yeah, going on, man? Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. I got run my business Tortuga. Uh, I used to run an apparel company for about two year, two two and a half, about two years. Mm-hmm. Um, worked at a software startup. Was head of growth there. Um, now is this in uh, like uh, this is the last couple of years? So I've been working on my own for about three and a half years. We used to work at an agency in the area too before cool. then. Now is that in Central Ohio? Yeah, is that where it is. Okay, yeah. Cool. So always just been in Central Ohio. And then awesome. I just like to travel around. So I actually started my business. I was living over in Europe, technically. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. yeah, yeah, yeah. So We're in Europe. Uh, I was living over in Prague. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I, I was, that uh, city is yeah. Like my grandfather's from over there. So we have like family properties. So it was actually, I lived over there for free, but oh, I didn't man. have the money. So it's like a full, once again, these, I always have stories. Uh, <laughs> so basically what happened, I was working at the agency and I was like, hey, can I, you know, is there a way for we can kind of work out like remote work or something like that too? Um, they're like, you know, we're not gonna be able to cut it. I was like, oh snap, because mm, I found out about yeah. this property. I was gonna have to move over there anyways, cause we had all the legal stuff and things like that. Um, so I literally moved over there with no job or anything or any kind of income. I managed to pick up one client, which was an e-commerce company, which is mm-hmm. the one I later purchased equity in. So I moved over to the Czech Republic, um, wow. didn't know the language, didn't know anything. Um, <laughs> and I crazy. just really started from the bottom. So I, I mean, I lost, like I, I, at one point I had to, I ended up negotiating. So there was like a local bakery. I got to become friends with the owner and he was mm-hmm. launching around the same time I was launching my business and we became buddies. And then we kind of worked out a deal where I would uh, clean dishes and like white floors, exchange <laughs> hey, for food nice. and stuff like that. So <laughs> that was, that's actually how I started my business. Was wow. Yeah, that's where it started and I uh, lost like 30 pounds, but then I came back here, grew the How long were you over business. there for? Three months. Nice, three nice. Months. Yeah, three months. Nice. So yeah, it was, it was interesting. When I came back, everyone's like, what happened to you? And when was that? How long ago was that? Uh, 2015. Gotcha. Summer gotcha. 2015. Have you been back since then? Yeah. I try to go over about a month every single year. Nice. So, nice. Yeah. Awesome. Get in touch with my roots. I didn't manage to pull off this year, but love it over there. Oh man. Yeah. It's, I, I love your, my, my dad actually lived in Montenegro, um, for, oh, really? uh, for a That's few years awesome. and we were able to go to Croatia and see kind of that area. We never uh, got up yeah. to Prague or anything, but yeah, that, I mean, uh, there's but you guys got a place to stay if you guys ever come over. Yeah, so yeah, for sure. <laughs> no, we gotta, I think <laughs> we got to do a grow. Yeah, like just take me over to Prague. Yeah, just, yeah, we should. Well, I love, I love Prague cause the history there is so cool with, um, like the, um, Oh, what's the, the Baroque period of music? That's yeah. like my fa- uh, for classical music. That period of time is my favorite. Yeah, like the Moldau, uh, the river is not, oh, the yeah. song. The Mal- Moldau is uh, named after the river right there. So cool. Can you sing for us? I, <laughs> no, no, I, I mean, I. Well, I he I, was singing earlier. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> well, I could do the violin. It's been like oh, I played violin when I was six or seven. Uh, so it'd be really bad right now. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> That's funny. So Tristan, are you from Ohio? Or are you from yeah. local area? Yeah, from like Lincoln County right here in oh, Central okay. Ohio. So gotcha. I, awesome. Well, I'm technically I was born in New Jersey, but I don't usually tell people that. Um, so, um, yeah, I, just, I mean, we lived in the DC area until I was like probably five. Um, my dad was a minister. So we lived out there for a bit in the early 90s. So it was an interesting time to live in DC. With, with It was really kind of dangerous time. So kind oh, of get, yeah, yeah. yeah, I just remember hearing like my, my phone ring when I was in the house. Like I was like, just a little guy, but just urgent mm-hmm. phone calls to my dad and stuff like that too, to run. Someone got shot. Someone, yeah, that kind of stuff. So then it was like, you know, my grandparents lived out here. They lived in California, but they just moved out to or Chicago and they moved out to Ohio. <laughs> they loved it. They wanted like, my parents wanted like me and my sister to grow up near the family. Yeah. Moved out here. It's been, uh, I'm an Ohioan as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I love it. So, and has marketing always kind of been in your DNA or was it, did yeah. you have a different path that kind of led well, you Well, I, 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 I probably should have been in insurance because, um, which I, like, I managed to get out of. But uh, yeah, both my grandfather ran a large insurance business over in uh, Chicago. So he worked out in, well, I, I've told Jason this story, but my grandfather actually like hijacked a train over in Czech, like Czechoslovakia. <laughs> oh, okay. And rode over to, um, you know, East Germany. Nice. And like uh, West Germany, West Germany. And then he immigrated to Canada and he up in the insurance industry. So that's kind of how he built that. So he was that's in the awesome. insurance industry for wow. years. And then my dad got into the insur- insurance industry. So it's kind of assumed I would go into it, but they all had uh, ran their own businesses. So I kind of yeah. stepped in that role. I was just very familiar with insurance i heard the term stuff like that um but then i just kind of realized like i mean i i like the psychology of marketing i like selling stuff i like markets i'm very curious about 
like we, I, mean, I was talking with you guys about this earlier. I'm very interested, curious in these weird little markets and niches and <laughs> yeah. all that stuff in there. I, for me, it's just personally just fascinating. And yeah. marketing really kind of allows me to make money right. studying that stuff. You know. Well, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, John Lee Dumas from Entrepreneurs yeah. on Fire. He always says that the niche, the riches are in the niches. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's crazy. I was, I was, I was talking to one of my friends. Uh, I sent him a link to the company. I got to know these guys, and it's called like I think it's like rabbitholehay.com. What is a rabbit hole? Yeah, hay? so they really they just it's like rabbit hay. That's oh, it. Okay. They uh, all just like packaging rabbit hay. It's like half million dollar business. Oh that. You know, like I love it. Like I love stuff like <laughs> that. Like, awesome. I would have never thought of it. Yeah. <laughs> so did you work with that company, Rabbit Hole? No, I it? just got to know them. Like, oh, at a okay. conference. So what is like what ago. is some niche niche companies that you had worked with? Okay, kinda... pavement management consultant. That's probably like my he's like my favorite <laughs> client right now. I didn't even know it was a real thing. We literally just got to know each other. We like got along. And then he was like, hey, I've got this business, do it locally. I'm like, that's cool. I'm like, what's this other business you got though? And he's like, oh, I've been in this industry for 20 years. It's payment management consultant. I'm like, I don't know what that is. He was like, well, it's basically like municipalities and cities, like the roads suck. So, so someone has to step in there to make sure like the life work, like, the, you know, they can last longer. Um, they have the treatments they need, all that stuff too. And a lot of people aren't very good at doing that stuff. They're just kind of like, can I just do like a simple lay, like lay, but like it doesn't, there's like, uh, the, like the life isn't there. Um, for the roads and things like that too. And he's like, we got a huge infrastructure in this problem in this country and all this stuff. So you can tell he's passionate about it. When you got someone like that, that's passionate about it. I was like, I'm, you know, I'm, I, I see this. This is actually pretty cool. Yeah. And then like the, the money's there. It's a cool business. You know, no one's really doing anything creative with marketing. So he and I started working together. Like he's my client and we just, we've had a blast. Wow. Like it's just been a ton of fun just realizing that cause it's untapped in yeah, a lot of ways with marketing. Exci- it's exciting. like, so we're bringing stuff that I a learned when I was, yeah, like bringing stuff I learned when I was working like I, my apparel business, like it was like strictly e-commerce, bringing in stuff I learned there, stuff I learned in the software world and applying into a completely different industry. And yeah. you start seeing like, it's just fun, like cracking the codes and like kind yeah. of like what's, you know, what works in this industry, what works in this niche and how can we like just kind of build cool companies with cool people? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what, what did work? What, what kind of success did you find? A lot of, well, I mean, learn? it's just like basic stuff, like just referrals, like that work that killed it. Just like sending out basic emails. A lot of the stuff we were doing is like LinkedIn, like LinkedIn content. People, he got <laughs> became, he's like becoming known for his LinkedIn content really? now. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> That's like awesome. he got a, he had That's a really bit, cool. he had a contract. They flew him down to Miami for a potential contract just because they'd seen his LinkedIn posts. Like something he didn't want to have access to before, but they'd seen his content and it was kind of cool. Like, yeah, it's like this, you know, there's a lot of saturated markets, especially in like the online marketing world and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But then you take the same principles you apply in other spaces, you know, it could be really successful. That's awesome. So that's one of my favorite niches. <laughs> the other, really the other one stuff. I like, is, the other one I like is like those fairy gardens. I think I was telling you my, my buddy used to do that. Oh, like, yeah. Really? yeah. Yeah. So it runs that business. Yeah. He's like, we would buy it from China. He just saw it at a trade show. It was selling like crazy. He's like, man, I bet I could do this. So fairy garden, is that like the statues or is it yeah. like little Yeah, I mean, I still don't really understand what it is. All I know is like, I mean, he grew that business was like zero to five million in two years. Oh my just God. like that product line. Yeah, just like these little fairies and stuff like that. That you just like put put around your yard yeah. and things like, like that. Yeah, like people love them. Like, oh, yeah, and, the, and the best part Dude. is like you buy one of them, it's like seven bucks. Yeah. But mm-hmm. then you have to get the whole set. Oh, of course. Yeah. So yeah. now you're dropping like $700 on these little fairy gardens. <laughs> so yeah, I... Yeah, I love stuff like that. I oh love little niches. How many fairy garden statues do you have, Tristan? That's I have zero. Question. Come on. Time, yeah. I've, 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 the niches are not necessarily like my thing. Yeah, <laughs> right. But you like exploring. No, I yeah, think it's exactly. exciting. It's kind of like a new frontier, like exploring a new land or something. Yeah, it's like, exactly. It's because like a lot of these, you know, marketing companies do the same thing over and over again, sell t-shirts, do this stuff, blah, blah, blah. But it's fun to get into those kind of those yeah. new things. Well, I, I like, like I, I like it because it's just kind of like, no, it's like kind of like untouched, but it's yeah. also kind of like, I get, I get competitive. Right. Because I'm yeah. also like, you know, another other marketing guys wouldn't touch this and like watch, oh, yeah. watch me do this <laughs> you know like you know everyone's going after like the dentist niche or yeah. like the same like same ones i'm like you know i'm gonna go after like these real obscure ones like i one of the niches i worked with was guys that did commercial software and it was for like fbi background checks huh. like just like super unsexy like just like the least sexy thing i can potentially think of yeah. to sell um they were like profitable all this stuff too i started working with them we made them a ton of money nice and it was just kind of cool because awesome. it was like we just apply like normal principles you apply anywhere else and you just but you have to know the principles i guess that's kind of where yeah. some agencies would really get hang up on like so facebook ads something like that instead of like the strategies and principles that really make money yeah where did you learn how to do this tristan like where did you learn some of these things of working like because you've i mean you've got to build a relationship with the people who are you know a part of these companies and then you've got to make recommendations on how to make them successful so like where did you learn that i um i don't i just learned myself like a lot of it was like i was working at the agency um but i was always had my own side hustles Mm -hmm. um 
I was telling you the cosmetic brand, like that's, that's another story. Um, <laughs> but I like, yeah, yeah I so like, so sure. when I was in college, I, my senior year of college, I worked over for summer. It was like summer before my senior year, spent three months living over in Thailand. Um, I got a scholarship for my college. It was for like guys that were like people that were in, like going to do volunteer service, um, in, in a foreign country. And then we come back and we give a speech at the chapel. Um, so I was sent over there. It was all expense paid and things like that too. I ended up in Thailand and I worked with uh, refugees from Burma. Nice. Um, so I spent three months there. Like long, like everyone says like, Oh, it was life changing. It actually was like, I, I was much probably like, I, I grew up a lot very quickly mm-hmm. when you're dealing with kids and I know they've been like raped. They had, you know, they seem family members blown apart by like landmark, like stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You just have these really difficult conversations. You know, some kids like would never see their dad again. So I just got really grew up in that sense. But one thing I noticed when I was over there, cause I'm always thinking about what's, you know, what are what's an opportunity here? I started noticing that these people had a lot of like they put like my students would put this like cream on their face. I was like, what on earth is that? And it was like all these Burmese students. And it was like this like light tan cream they were always putting on their face. Like there's something here. Like what is this thing? Started asking. It's called something called thonica, which is like a sandalwood over mm-hmm. in Burma. They've been doing it for two thousand years. Hmm. It's like an exfoliant. It's like a su- sun care. Um, it's like sun cream. Like all sorts of stuff. There's all these like properties they've been using for all these years as like a beauty um, line. I was like, oh man. I was like, it's all organic and all this other stuff too. I'm like, I bet I can sell this in the U.S. So um, I sourced it. I sourced the product. I was like, I had, I mean, it was kind of wild. Like my senior year in dorm room, I had these like weird oils with like like <laughs> letters I don't understand. Like I took powders and stuff like that too. Uh, and I got connected with a company um, that was a cosmetic company that had been incubated in my college too. And I um, got in touch with them and they were able to take the product and they were able to sell it. And like, it was selling like, Giant Eagles, Whole Foods, HEBs, like throughout the country. So it was kind of cool to see like my product in stores. Yeah. I mentioned that point. Um, so that was like one of the like little side hustles. But I started I had, when you start doing it on your own, and you're doing your own business. So I also like, around the same time too, I started working with a technology startup. And so we were Inc. Magazine's like top six coolest, top ten coolest college startups oh, wow. in like 2000, uh, 2013. Um, so that was cool. So I was working with them. We started learning all this stuff too. I got familiar with like Comscore's company and technology how you're like, no, how do you make money? Like what are investors looking for? Cause so it's did like, you say you started a startup. No. Or? So I was like, a startup was like another friend. It was my friends. who was our startup and I got connected with them and I became like, kind of like headed up marketing. Oh, okay. I was doing that on the side. I was living down in Nashville at the time. Um, that's the full other story. <laughs> um, um, Tristan's story. Yeah. That's, like, I, I like, I, that's yeah. the thing too. Like, I don't even know if this is going to be like, an, it's going to be interesting for anyone. No, it is. <laughs> no, that's, the, that's, that's yeah. what it's but, about. Um, it's about life experiences. I mean, yeah. that's, that's how right. you learn. Like yeah. you said, you said it the best is, I mean, I think one of the best things that you said, especially traveling to Thailand and opening your eyes and seeing things, because a lot of people, if they're in the little circle or little bubble, they don't learn as much. But when you're put in these new situations, that's how you learn. I yeah. Mean, yeah. That's, how, that's where you get these big life experiences because yeah. it's it just opens your eyes and changes your perspective of what your world was to what the actual world is yeah exactly and just like and even thing the like thing is too is you also because the one thing that was really cool was when i was talking with those kids it's just how resilient they are yeah there was like no sense of making excuses or anything like that too and you started like like these kids like they're like he's like a 14 year old like per like 14 year old guy or girl like you have these conversations you're like all right, I'm gonna like I really need to stop complaining about things, you know. <laughs> no. But it's not in the sense of like, oh, I start thinking. You you don't frame it in the sense of like, oh, someone has it harder than me because everyone has their challenges and right. it's all very difficult, you know, for you it's at that relative. time. It's all relative. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But just sense, sense their sense of resiliency and also their sense of hope was like very encouraging. It was one of those things too. Like I had like rough times, like after like once, well, you know, living in Prague, like I didn't have any money. Yeah. Um, but it was like one of those things I could kind of call back, just like realize like just how resilient people can be. And are capable of being. I think sometimes we kind of undersell ourselves that, and like this, especially in this country, because like we're super safe. Like we have a lot of good things. Like despite what the news says, like it's it's a like, great place to live. Yeah. Like, you know, there's a mm-hmm. lot of opportunity. There's money. There's jobs. There's you know, it's safe for the most part. You know, like there's all, a lot of great things here. You got food. It's never been an issue. Um, and then just realizing like, yeah, it's, we don't encounter sometimes like those like just like, just you're capable of more. You know, and mm-hmm. sometimes we think like if some of that stuff got removed, like I don't know what I do, but you'd be really surprised about like how like just resilient people are. Like so there's like a switch that gets flipped and that's it. Yeah. You're just going to figure mm-hmm. it out. Yeah. A lot of people are like, I can't do this. I can't do that. It's like, if it came down to it, like if you're, if your child was in need or so your friend or yeah. something, you'd be surprised what you could do. I mean, yeah. it's, it sounds crazy, but yeah, in the moment it's, yeah. it's, it's a well, whole different I, ball game. I uh, went over to Swaziland in Africa for I think two weeks doing medical missions and it was the same thing. The family member of like people that we were helping to treat. Um, I, I was assisting some of the surgeons at this mobile clinic that we were working with. And yeah, I, I have, I, I probably would say I've shared a similar experience because I would look at, 
you know, these, uh, the, these mothers would bring their kids over three or four hours through walking just to get to this clinic to be able to get some of this, uh, this medical care. And, you know, they don't have potable water. They don't have any of these other things. And it's like, wow, it really puts things into perspective for <laughs> yeah. yourself. Yeah. Like, wow, you know, these people are very resilient. They're able to put all these things together to, you know, do what they uh, basically try to meet the needs that they have. So, yeah. And they're like positive. That was the other thing too. Is like everyone's just like positive. Yeah. At the same time, like that's really cool. So I was just one of those things too. And I I think that was really useful for me to go through that experience because then, like getting the business off the ground. Like uh, once again, I was gonna tell you the Nashville story. So basically, after I graduated college, I got this opportunity to go work at the agency down in Nashville. Mm -hmm. And I was gonna go down there. It was gonna be great. We're gonna work with like some cool like cool clients. Right before I moved down there, they told me like we just lost our largest account. So I'd already got rent like a thirteen month lease and all that stuff too. I was moving down there. And then they told me like, hey, um, we just lost our large account. We can't hire you. So I was moving yes. down there without a job. So, wow. so, so you still there. went and everything? I, yeah, I didn't really have a choice. Yeah, I was I like, I'm like, well, I'm like one of those guys. I'm just like, screw it. I'll figure it yeah, out kind of thing. I'm right. just like, I, and I think it just kind of like. It's I, a new adventure. Yeah, because I'm like, that's a good, uh, once again, it's a good story someday. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Maybe, I'll get, maybe we'll get on a podcast and can tell this story. I, I mean, come on. <laughs> uh, grow like a pro, make yeah. dreams come true, baby. <laughs> yeah, so I ended up down there. I working at like a event venue place, event rental place. I was selling like weddings and stuff like that. Like real, like, I'm just like, I can't believe I'm doing this. I wasn't getting paid much. And then, like, the client, though, is like an event planner, and they would work with, like, uh, Big Machine Label Group, like, Warner Brothers. So I was doing, like, the after parties for, like, the CMAs and stuff like that. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was, I was terrible. I hated it. I mean, because <laughs> I, I realized I wasn't where I wanted to be, too. I got fired, like, the next day. So I'm down there living in Nashville. I, the one job I did have, I got fired from. Yeah. Um, and just, once again, you're kind of like, okay, how do I put the pieces together? And, like, just, it was like, a, but that was a, kind of in the story. That's kind of like, okay. You go through these situations, stuff like that too. Like, how do you put the pieces together? And after that, I moved back up here to Central Ohio. I was working at the agents here in the area. Got I had a great experience. Like, learned a ton. Um, and then once again, I found out about the property over in Europe. I was like, okay, I'm gonna take that jump. You know, it was one of those things too. I was like, I think it was 23, 24 years old. He's like, I don't know how many other times in your life you can have an opportunity like that come across your plate. Oh yeah. Um, I was like, I'm gonna jump. I'm gonna jump. I was expecting that. Like, I thought it was gonna be they would work remotely. That didn't work through. Um, but it was one of those things like, you know, I'm just gonna take that jump and just go for it. And once again, just no regrets. Yeah. You, you just kind of start figuring out and it was like that. And I got to connect with that e-commerce apparel company. I was working with mm-hmm. them for about two years. So I was able to grow that business. And that was like where I really had to cut my teeth because I kind of like jumped into this and like, so I was working with them on the side. Like there's always something on the side. So that's how I really, you're asking about how I learned the marketing stuff. It was stuff like that. But the e-commerce was probably one of the most valuable lessons because I got to understand like inventory operations, um, cash, like stuff like the business end of it. That I think a lot of people that just stay in agencies don't really understand is going on in a business. I found that's actually been really useful um since i've left there because i had some other clients i was working with on the side since i left there was having these conversations with clients and understanding like yeah i understand numbers a lot better like i understand the numbers of running a business i understand like probably what you need to be at or like what like certain hurdles or just understand like what you know somebody like just understand like being able to kind of empathize and understand like yeah i've been there i understand what's like i also understand what's like to get screwed over by an agency yeah uh, i understand what's like when like a business partnership doesn't work out because me and my business partner had to separate ways um just like all those kind of experiences, it, it makes it like a lot easier when you're dealing with a client saying like, okay, I understand like this. Like, I'm not just gonna sell you like Facebook ads because that's probably what you don't need. Like you need this, like what's going on with the customer retention? Like, cause we realize if we, we don't have the cash here, we can't make the decisions over here because we don't have the profit to take and like stick it over here. So mm-hmm. just understanding that really improved my business thinking. Yeah. Um, so that was like really valuable for me. And then on top of that, I'm just like kind of a geek. So I'm like always learning. So yeah. I'm, I mean, yes, like, you know, what I, you know, if you guys wonder like what I do after like work, like I love like just reading and learning. Like that's one of the things I love to do. You know, I, I have other stuff I do too, but for me, I just, I find it <laughs> always learning. I'm that's always great. like, I just like learning, you know, whether it's, you know, some old book or something like that too, like re- regular literature or it's yeah. going to be like marketing stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's always a lesson you can kind of take and apply in some way. So, yeah. That's yeah. interesting. You don't collect books by chance, do you, Tristan? No, I, I actually I have a real serious problem with collecting books. Actually, <laughs> do you really? Yeah. I, I, how many do you have? Uh, several hundred. I've got okay. At least, so yeah. get ready. I've got my personal book collection is three thousand. Oh my god, <laughs> man! Three thousand. Like, are you like I'm talking like Kindle? Or <laughs> no, I'm dead. Like physical books. When you can, well, when you are come they? Yeah, I got to and visit. Are they, yeah, are they displayed in your house. See, or I think I've got. Uh, Seven or eight bookshelves. <laughs> really? See, that, I think I would. I would probably have that. I would probably have that. If my mom would have like murdered me if I'd done yeah, that. Like yeah. I was in high school. Like that was the other thing. It was just like space. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure. So I'm sure space. I have more books, but they just kind of like kept disappearing over the years. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I just acquired. Yeah, yeah. It's um. 
That's well, as you were saying that you love to read, I was just really curious because that, that's hilarious. I love to collect books, so yeah. I'll, I'll buy the books, put them on my bookshelf, and then just give them away to people. Once yeah, it's like like if it's a very impactful book. Yeah. You know, oh, I do the away. same thing too. I guess certain books that like my like I'll buy, I'll read. Like if, if I like someone, I usually recommend books to them. Yeah, for sure. Do you and have then, any? What's your like top recommendation for oh, someone? I mean, depends what's going on in your life. <laughs> I don't, you know. <laughs> so let, let me, okay. Well, this is kind of a two part question. We'll start here. So let's say someone you know looking to have a similar career path as you, like that likes marketing, that loves helping businesses, that helps likes growing their own brand and helping you know help people realize their dreams what's what kind of book would you recommend to that person man see i'm not really into like the self-help stuff so like this i wouldn't recommend like probably the traditional stuff i mean oh i'm trying to think i mean it's kind of sounds silly but like for me a lot of it is like a lot of it's just kind of the ability to like, have confidence in yourself yeah realizing your kind of self-worth but also like the ability to just take an adventure and just like run with it yeah so i'd almost say like probably it's gonna be like if i look look back to when i first got struck with like you know what's it like to like that sense of adventure like at a young age i was probably gonna be like you know chronicles of narnia or something like that yeah you know it's gonna be like one of those like really earlier books and he does like a really good job writing i loved his writing style too so i kind of fell in love with like writing which kind of like got me interested in copywriting which i laid in the marketing and also like the sense of wonder yeah the wonder yeah (laughs) just like kind of that stuff too and just like thinking outside the box and thinking differently and realizing storytelling and all that stuff for me that was probably one of the more like fundamental books i read when i was like i don't know how like years ago yeah but it was like really important for me to kind of like how I thought it really had a deep impact on how I thought. Cause I really, he was very logical when he explained things. It was very vivid imagery. Yeah. Like lots of analogies and things like that too. And I found that really interesting storytelling method. And I kind of fell into like, Oh, this is cool. This is, I like writing. I like this creative stuff. So I actually fell in love with like books within like that for me, it was a huge pivoting moment. So I was like, it kind of sounds corny, but it depends Not on how old they are. It kind of sounds how old they are. <laughs> Dude, those, but, uh, those books are good for anybody. Yeah, and exactly. Actually Netflix, I think just, just purchase the rights oh, really? to, to produce more shows and movies. Oh, wow. I think it was Netflix, but yeah, so those are coming back. But no, it's just I think it's that's a great choice. I know you say it sounds corny or whatever, but it's it's when you think about it, marketing in a sense is storytelling. I yeah. mean that's that's really you're trying to tell a story of a brand and tell a story. So when yeah. you kind of position it in that way, the way yeah, yeah, there's so many allegories and things about how what it really means and stuff. It's I think that's a great choice. Yeah. <laughs> and that's like the best way to for anyone to remember anything is yeah. it gonna be stories. Yeah, oh you for know? sure. Like I don't remember if someone gives me a bunch of numbers, something like that, I'm like, that's fine. But if someone tells me a cool story, I'm Oh my god, this yeah. guy's so interesting. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Tristan, do you have any like off the top of your head any sales marketing? Ultimate books? Sales Machine by Chet Holmes. I think it's va- huh. very underrated. I haven't um, read that before. Yeah, Ultimate Sales Machine. The I mean, that guy just built. He was like, you know, um, Charles Munger. So he's uh, oh, yeah, Warren yeah. Buffett's business partner. Mm-hmm. So Charles Munger brought in Chet Holmes when Chet Holmes was like, I think it was like in his thirties or whatever, to take over certain divisions of their business, and he was able to double the businesses of nine of them. Huh, wow. Like nine different businesses, he was able to double within a year. That's crazy. And he did it. And some, uh, one of them, he was able to do it for three years straight. Wow. Like just a real good business and marketing mind. So mm-hmm. that's like one that people need to read. Yeah. Um, one I just love is like scientific advertising by Claude Hopkins. It's like from 1919 or something like that. It's like probably like the first like marketing advertising book, but the fundamentals oh, awesome. are still there. I just yeah. love it. It's like the kind of like old fashioned writing style. But a lot of the basic fundamentals of like marketing is still there. And like David Ogilvy said, is like no one should be allowed in marketing unless they've read scientific advertising seven times. Interesting. <laughs> so I, I don't think any marketing people remember that, but like David Ogilvy, the man himself, you know. Yeah. Side note like for the that. listeners. Yeah. Get better that book. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's free. Like it's sitting around free on the internet and I got it and I've read it multiple times too. And I've read about like his biography. So he's just an interesting guy and just kind of realizing that even back then though, and this is, I got, this is one of my spiels is that, so many times in marketing, especially nowadays, it's not, not about the uh, it's not about the results. It's like, oh, the branding, awareness, all this stuff too. Um, but these guys, like way back in the day, like made, we make like businesses make their money on results mm-hmm. at the end of the day too. Of course. And it's cool, like looking back to these guys and they were like scientific advertising. They literally knew down to the number, ROI, what they needed to run, how to increase sales, how to create an offer, all that stuff too. That we kind of nowadays, I think, sometimes we kind of lose the fluff. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's cool, like looking back to those old generations, like these guys had it really dialed in. Yeah, that's um, right. And then the other one too, like I recommend to everyone, and like I don't even think I understand it yet, is a breakthrough advertising by Eugene Schwartz. Hmm. Like it is one of the most like it's the guy's so smart. It was written in 1969, um, but you're reading it, and he has like the guy's absolutely brilliant, and you just read it. And, like they, I mean, he was one of the best copywriters that's ever lived. A great marketer and all that stuff too. 
but he was like that book is just he just he can take it he was taking an advertising campaign and break down like all the psychology of every single step and he has this really important section it's called the five levels of um market sophistication it kind of walks you through about every market kind of like ages and like how do you talk to that market at each of those different five steps you know at first it's a new product then it's like people are kind of familiar with it then I mean, there's a bunch of competition so how do you stand out in different like it just really he breaks it all down you're like wow how many businesses have kind of like neglected like these real fundamental things that have been around for a while. Yeah. But this guy was way ahead of his time. Like yeah. it's, it's unbelievable. Sounds like it. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I can keep talking books. So like I love Mark. So. No, those are some great recommendations. Yeah. That's, well, that book right there sounds really similar to um, a book I read. I know the title is called Pendulum. Okay. I can't remember who the authors are, but it talks about every every 20 years, there's a different stage of, if you think of a pendulum swinging back and forth, we move from different cycles of a more me-focused culture yeah. versus, versus a more we-focused culture. And if you understand which stage of the pendulum that you're in, you're able to connect with the average person on yeah. like what their focus is on that particular time. That's really cool. So really, yeah. really interesting. Uh, yeah, I was. Uh, that's a book. I'll that say came I have on my Amazon saying. wish list. Which is like <laughs> several thousand oh books log. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's great. Uh, well, Tristan, one of the questions I'm really curious about because you, you you've already mentioned a, a bunch of the people that you've worked with. Um, what, what's the process like when you've, say you, you just started working with a company. Yeah. So you just started that relationship. What, what is that process that you walk through? Um, like from first interaction to starting to get some of the work done. And like you said, um, which most people, like everyone in marketing and business should be focused on is what results are you driving for yeah. that particular business? So I'd love to hear more about. Yeah. So my process that. is usually just like, sitting down, like really diving in deep in the sense of like, what what is actually like what's going on here because um, you'd be surprised like the number of i think i feel like we do both you guys about this is that you know you'll get a client they come in the door and they're like well i'm looking for facebook ads and you're like we have another conversation like we really got to dive in deep because there's going to be something else going on here mm -hmm. most of the time too is like oh you're having okay so you guys don't have the cash flow to really throw towards that facebook ads but like you've missed out all these other opportunities in your business so kind of like dissecting the business is really what i do and i just kind of grill people um in a in a good natured way, but like just kind of grill them and just figure out like, what is going on here? What are the numbers? What's happening? Like, I like to know the numbers. Cause if I know the numbers, if I know what your retention is, if I know what your opt-in rate is, if I know like their price points, stuff like that too, if I understand what your upsells, your cross sells, all this stuff too, I can start understanding what the numbers are and I can start figuring out different ways. Like, okay, if we increase this by 10%, we increase this by 15%, just like dials. I can like, dial those up. If I know I can hit that, I can hit your overall business goals we're mm -hmm. trying to hit you know because some guys be like oh we want to you know we want to generate more sales i'm like well okay if you're doing facebook ads you're increasing your acquisition like you're gonna have acquisition costs but you guys have been sitting on this like asset like an email list or you know con like a you know list of like past customers whatever you guys haven't contacted with before you don't have to really have the acquisition cost you've already spent your acquisition costs so we can actually generate probably si same similar amount of revenue but it's going to be more profitable so mm -hmm. why don't we do that yeah, um, yeah. And so just kind of get into that conversation, just kind of like how do we dig into those levels and really figure out what people are looking for. Mm -hmm. um, so that's kind of like that first step of the process is usually just kind of like a grilling session. I'm just asking a lot of questions, just trying to figure out what's going on, understand their target market. I just like, I need the more information I have, the better. And I'll like record these sessions too. And then the next thing is going to be kind of starting pulling out, especially if it's relevant to the task. But you know, we're talking about storytelling. And so I'll sit down with, so I'm like, I'm going to pull out stories from you. So I'll sit down, we'll record it. And I'm just going to ask them questions. Yeah, yeah. I'm just kind of get stories from what was going on there. Um, with Because a, a lot of times too, like the business owner, even if they don't realize it, they're going to start sharing stuff. Not necessarily like, you know, like, oh, they're going to be vulnerable. But they're going to start sharing stuff, insights about their market that they probably didn't even realize they had. Um, or they're going to describe one thing that's really useful too, is talking to people and listening to them talk about the last time they sold someone. Cause a lot of people in marketing don't think marketing sales get along well and they don't, and they should, because if you're able to sell something person to person, it's a good chance. If you take that same kind of message, you understand that that message resonated. I can take that and leverage it, which is what marketing is going to do. And now I'm creating that exact same sale conversation and multiply it like multiple times. That's actually Claude Hopkins. He's like, um, marketing just sales in print. Yeah. You know, it's just kind of sales multiplied in print. And that's, that's really what really, it is. Really powerful right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's why the, one of the first things to do, I, I listen to, is there a sales conversation? Like, 
can I have, I want to hear who's selling and how they're selling and the best salespeople. Like I want to hear those conversations. So it's really like this whole homework process and stories because stories are the best way to overcome objections too. Um, you know, if I, you know, if you can tell me, you know, you know, if this it's X, Y, Z, if you tell me a story like, well, the car has like, extra safety features and it's this and it's this and this, I'm like, oh, okay. But if you tell me a story about how to save your daughter's life, I'm going to like, oh, okay, I'm going to buy that. You know, yeah. it's a completely different process. When I hear a story, it resonates with me much deeper. So I start doing that. Um, so it's really, I mean, kind of giving a long answer, but my process is really just asking a lot of questions, kind of like getting yeah. the core parts. Like what are the numbers in the business? It's usually the first step. Next step, what's going on with the business, the market? Um, what is happening? Are there any trends I need to be paying attention to? Um, what are you guys trying to go after? Like stuff like that. And then kind of like, now let's start talking about the sales stories. What's here. What can we use to leverage in the future? That's awesome. Yeah. I love that process. <laughs> well, I, I, really I think good. it's interesting because it's not, you don't, you don't institute like a cookie cutter approach. That's not yeah. kind of your, your MO. It's, it's mm-hmm. you, you like to get to the root of what are these people trying to do? What is their, their mission goal? What are they trying to accomplish? So yeah. I think that's, and it's helpful too. Cause it's just one of those, I understand like, and that's why I like tell people, I'm like, I'm not an agency, but I'm like, we're not really a consultant. Cause I like to do the work too. Yeah. And, um, so I'm kind of like a, like an outsource CMO or yeah. you know, chief marketing officer, I kind of step in there. I'm, like, I'm thinking in terms of what the business is. Right. And I'll make decisions. I'll pull in partners when necessary um, or an agency when necessary. I'll manage an agency when necessary and just do it that way. But a lot of it just understanding those fundamental things. Like right. If I don't mm-hmm. have that information, I can't, we can't really f- fix stuff. Cause you know, some client will come in there. I've, I don't know how many times clients come in here and you're just like, you, you're coming in for me for this, all this other stuff. Like you really just need to do like this super simple thing. So one of my favorite clients was a, uh, hospice and home care company out of Pittsburgh. It was like a $50 million business. And I was in charge of their you know, advertising campaign. They just made some acquisitions in Illinois, Missouri. So I was like, we had to rebrand the locations, all the Google maps, all this stuff too. So we made all those changes. And then we were running like AdWords campaigns towards it. So we're doing that. So campaign was doing well, like on paper. You're like, oh, this, this is performing successfully. Um, and then we started having conversations, but we were like recording some of the calls. And so I heard some of the calls. I was like, I don't know what's going on here. Like, this is not like this the call center's bad. Like these guys don't know what they're like. They don't sound good. Like they're not really making that person comfortable and all this stuff too. And so I got on the phone with the client. I'm like, here's the deal. Like I want you guys to listen to some of these recordings and stuff like that too. Um, my personal opinion is like, we got to improve that. Especially in it's a, like, that industry is like very referral based. Yeah. Um, and so we were able to do that. And then you turn around and it was like, they're like, we were like, they listened to like, Oh shoot. They flew down there. They retrained the sales team. And then like sales exploded. Like it sounds like morbid, but like, you know, they're able to increase a lot more business. Why? Just because I, all you had to do was like both, all the pieces were already in place. You just had to connect the dots. It's really just kind of like, so your problem was like, it was really just a simple sales thing. Like you guys trained your sales team a little bit differently. Mm -hmm. That was like, that was really where the big lever point was in the entire operation. And then actually that was probably cheaper than everything else that was going on. Oh, for sure. You know, in most cases, these, these guys and gals are so close to those yeah. things that they can't even see what you see. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's why, why it's I important think to get you, that perspective. Like yeah, exactly. Yeah, just like a fresh set of eyes. Just like, it needs to be this. And like, I can tell you guys how to do this. I can help you implement it. But a lot of times, like it's super straightforward. Mm-hmm. Like it's amazing how many business problems are actually very straightforward. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you've also developed a really powerful lens to look at the businesses through as well. Like you, you through those relationships, like you said, you're able to pick out because you ask someone's story, you can immediately pick out the pain points from yeah. most oh, yeah. of their, most, you know, the story. Because you can see where the the different pivot points happened. Yeah. Um, and then you can almost, you know, rate, make the best recommendations from that. So I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. So I don't know about you, Adam, but I'd love to know um, from Tristan. Tristan, so it sounds like you're really busy. <laughs> so I want to know, like, what's a typical day look like for you? And uh, do you have, like, any kind of system that you use to, like, prioritize your time, schedule your time, just to make sure you're staying on task? Yeah, so basically, like, I'm I'm a very simple person in a lot of ways. So my uh, my uh, project management and, like, most of my stuff is, like, literally just going to be a notepad. <laughs> I, like, I write it down. And I like every, at the beginning of the week on Sunday, I'll take like, I just like a simple notepad. It's like every single day of the week, put on what are the three, five priority tasks I want to kind of mm-hmm. get done on each of those days. Like what are the big ones that need to get done that week? Uh, write down what are the meetings I have? And then who are the people I need to contact and reach out to? And that's literally it. Yeah. Um, that helps me out, you know, like I, you know, with different projects, stuff like that too. Like I usually, like I'll write all the stuff down on notes, but it's like, oh, when I hand write it out, this kind of has to stay on top of it. So I kind of have stuff segmented like on like my computer with like, 
it's like super simple. Like these are things that need to get done with this task. But since I work with partners, a lot of it's like, I'm not really necessarily having to build in all these different processes and systems yeah, necessarily because yeah. I'm working with experts in their own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of get to need to do what I need to do. Um, but I trust the people I work with to handle like different pieces and like some of the st- stuff there. And then if I need to step in, if I need to check in or double check, I'll make a note mm-hmm. of that. And like, I just get it done kind of thing. So it's, yeah, I, it probably sure. should be a lot better, but it <laughs> well, works for me. I just, no, I, 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 yeah, I was going to say you works gotta, for you whatever works. Do, yeah. You got to do what works for yeah. you. And that sounds really similar. Where'd you hear that? Cause I, I know Michael Hyatt does the big three, like his, I didn't hear from, I heard from like, I think it was like planner. Dan Meredith. He's like, he's got like a Facebook group. He's like over in the UK. I heard oh. like Dan Meredith and then, um yeah that was like the big one he's like just kind of like what are the basic things you need to get done in the week just kind of map it out because i tried like the best self uh journal it was Mm -hmm. almost like too much for me yeah yeah, you know i was like i was like oh this and then what other things i'm grateful for not like i'm not grateful but (laughs) it's just one of those things i'm like i mean i got like it is a lot like for me it was just like okay this is kind of overwhelming i have like so many things to fill out it's like every Mm -hmm. single hour of the day needs to be blocked and it's important too and like i got a google calendar for that but it's kind of like one of those things like okay this is just this is could be really helpful but like I'm kind of a guy that thrives on like a sense of chaos in a sense, not in the sense of like, I don't know what's going on, but I like mm-hmm. if stuff changes, I'm like super flexible. Like, yeah, I kind of like that. Like I kind of like that's I, business, man. Yeah, exactly. That's, like, with that's you guys, life, like, man. yeah, like you think, I, we like, Adam, we like, got together like last week and then it's like, let's set up a meeting. I'm changing up my schedule next week. And we're going to do this. Yeah. If I had a super segmented, I wouldn't be able to do that. Right. But like, I like flexible, I like business. I like Spur making moment, stuff. Ha- make I like making happen. things happen. Yeah. yeah so sure. if it's like one of those things, I'm like, Follow oh, the lead, you know, man. like, Follow yeah, I, well between like hours of two and four, I'm not supposed to be making things happen. Like, <laughs> I'm going to like, I'm going to cross that off. I'm just going to go do it. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's and, hilarious. And so, so, I mean, I, it's good that you hear about your process, but what does, I mean, a typical day, like you said, are you oh, meeting with clients? Are you a lot you know, of yeah. doing behind the scenes? Yeah. Stuff? Some of the behind the scenes. Yeah. Face to face. So there really depends. Um, Depends on the day to day. So usually I'm, I'll be I'm usually talking with clients a lot of time. I'm also like doing a lot of business development a lot of time. Um, checking with partners, making sure stuff's getting done. Um, so it's pretty much it's some days I usually try to block off. I'm trying to think. I keep changing up my day, which I'm damn trying to do. It's usually like Thursdays. I go go kind of go or like Fridays. Actually, it's usually Fridays. I don't usually like to have meetings on Fridays. Yeah. I kind of go into hibernation mode. I kind of get a whole bunch of like stuff like executed yeah, and like, implemented, <laughs> um, especially before the weekend because it feels good. Because like you know you have meetings all week stuff like that too. And there's like certain like because I do quite a bit of like, copywriting, I'll get projects for that, and I enjoy it. So I'll just take that as like a one off. Yeah. Um, but like Fridays, like I'm kind of getting the zone. I'm just gonna write copy all day kind of thing like yeah. that's kind of like what i do so i there's certain like that's changed sometimes it's wednesday sometimes it's fridays um but it's usually going to be like this is going to be some day of the week where it's just like i'm not really dealing with anyone mm-hmm. in a sense and I'm, all i'm doing is just making sure it's getting implemented stuff's getting executed whether it's on my end or whether it's you know following up with people so there's usually like a lot of client facing time but also the back end there's a lot of like just me getting some work cranked out, yeah, which I like, you know, there's like a sense of like fulfillment. Like it's cool doing business development sales. Like it's cool. And we, especially the check closes and all that stuff, but it is like, there's something cool about just doing like doing the work. Right. Yeah. And I feel like it's important for me to also be still in with it. Cause I've kind of come across like personal experience. I come across like people that like, were running these agencies, but they're so disconnected from the work and what is actually going on in a client's business or they're disconnected from how to do certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, like I think even if you're not the one specifically doing, you should understand how it works. Uh, or how to put things together because that allows you to create better strategies. But I've come across a lot. They just didn't know what stuff was. And yeah. they just kind of, they're, you know, they're back, they're operating back in like 2015 kind of thing. And yeah. it's like, you gotta, you gotta have your hands dirty in a sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, for me personally, that helps me stay grounded and like say, keep up with what's happening. And then they just stay on top of the industry. Interesting. Yeah. So speaking of grounded, are you, do you, are you mostly local or do you travel? Do you have, a I, I, I travel a lot. Yeah. yeah I, I travel a lot. Um, it's like you like being face to face and seeing things. It sounds like yeah, I like <laughs> I yeah, I just like I I have fun. Like I I just have fun. Yeah, getting face to face with people. I mean, it's expensive at times, but like there's nothing like quite like that. Yeah, and for me, it's like once again, it's like you know you make certain business decisions, but also for me, it's also yeah, I can also you can also end up probably sometimes get like larger contracts of it too. But I also find it personally rewarding for sure. Like I like building those relationships and relationships are usually built a lot better that way. Yeah. I mean, it's better can, than just talking over email or a phone. Yeah. You know, it's like, and sometimes you can meet. just sit down and get stuff done. But like I, tonight, like after this, I'm flying out to Las Vegas for 36 hours for nice. a trade show for, you know, a client and things like that too. And then I got another partner I'm working with. He's really just going to gamble. We know. Yeah. <laughs> Quite a few casinos. Yeah. yeah right? I'm not lucky enough to gamble. <laughs> um, so no time I'm, like the present man. Keep it going. Yeah. So I'm, gonna, I'm there for like 36 six hours I'm like I've never been this like I've driven through the city never been yeah. so like stuff like that and like week after Thanksgiving we're going to Los Angeles for four days I'm going to be living in Los Angeles for a couple months um so I'm just kind of like 
all over the place. I'm going to be over in Europe for a month because I got some partnerships over there next summer. Back to Prague? Yeah, back to Prague. But I also got some opportunities over in Poland. So I'm kind of reconnect with people over there because I'm still have some business opportunities where they're interested in entering the U.S. market. Yeah. They need marketing, sales help. Like, well, I can start putting pieces together. Kind a few of opportunities in China, too. Yeah, there's opportunities <laughs> in China. Like, there's just always, op- there's just so there's many, always something. There's always so many opportunities in the world. So, you know, I try to... You know, I probably should be better about it. But I like to grasp all of them, so yeah, I try right. to make things happen. You so. never know what'll stick. So just yeah, keep exactly. It going, so, right. but yeah, like, and keep then your mind open. Yeah, and then last year I was working remotely for because I was head of that software, like doing growth for that software company. Right. Um, and I ended up like just living out of. I just traveled around for like six months. So I lived up with my family up in Quebec, in Quebec City. I lived there for a month. I lived in like uh, North Carolina, Tennessee. Lived in Atlanta for a bit, and then I. This was the crazy part. Like I, I, I had like a Honda Element at the time rest in peace she got in a car accident oh but, no oh. i know but i uh i traveled like six weeks and i lived out of my car oh, I, started, I went out west because i i love hiking i love being outside i love the outdoors and it was like uh, it was like last Jan, like this january this past january and it was just one of those opportunities like man i'm not gonna get, like yeah I, I gotta do this <laughs> <laughs> I, love I, I love being outdoors i love being outside so like i literally drove it was like here i went to like I awesome. went to some, like i just did a whole tra- I was in, like six national parks i've always wanted that's to do amazing this. i so loved cool. it yeah and like one of the best memories i have is like i was like sleeping like there was like i was a it was south of big sur over in california mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. um is it the mountains? i think i forget the name of the mountains maybe it's like like four the national park there and it's like this dirt road and you're in these mountains and you just look up there's the ocean yeah. and you just see the st- like you see every single oh star there's no it was just one of those cool things like, let's go right now Stop yeah the show. i was like i love it you know and the guys the hike like zion national park i always went oh, to yosemite which is like yeah. the most beautiful place i've ever been like i just loved yosemite and so like yeah i'd like to travel for me that kind of gets me out of you think differently too and just oh, like those yeah. long walks yeah, nothing like some it some of the ideas you, like you can sit at your desk all day and i i'd done that before the e-commerce company my apparel company i would just burn out oh man you know, i'm just sitting there working because yeah. i have my own clients i have those and i wasn't really leaving ever i didn't have like have life right but i started realizing like oh okay you actually get a lot done when some of you just kind of take a step back and you just like mm-hmm. either it's like walk you hike or something like that too or just kind of meet new people like your brain kind of changes you start coming across other ideas yeah, yeah. And opportunities i was like i kind of isolated myself in a sense thinking i just had to grind 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 and then realize i'm like okay that actually didn't really help out and so i kind of changed up my yeah. approach i'm like you know what take opportunities when they come and enjoy it well we need to find an opportunity to pursue in new zealand because that is a place to <laughs> go hike yeah. go explore that. yeah that's so, so that's cool. gonna be our next mission that would be so i'm well, sure yeah give me some time i'll find someone <laughs> do it man do it i will be there i was just gonna say i think it was um Steve Jobs, who whenever I think he it's Steve Jobs, <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I think I'm pretty sure it was him. But he would he was known when he would be working to just immediately get up and when he needed to think, he'd go out and take a walk outside. Yeah, yeah. because so he had to you know get his mind off of the task and kind of get basically change perspective you know yeah. shake it up a little bit uh go re uh, I guess reframe your mind. Yeah, it's so different. important. Like for me, I loved like. Uh, during the day, like probably three or four is my, my time dedicated to, I do some kind of exercise or go out and run because yeah. I need to get out and like oh, get yeah. away from everything. Right, right. And then it re it like re-energizes me yeah. uh, to go back to work and, you know, get some more tasks yeah, done. So I have to do the same thing. Like I'll go, I have to go to the gym at like one or two in the afternoon. Cause it's usually when I take a nap. Yeah. So I'm like, I'll go exercise, get my blood going. And it's yeah. like, I can kind of finish off the rest of the day kind of thing. Yeah, but awesome. it is super helpful. And it was, um, you guys know what, like Ben Settle is? Ben Settle is like an email mm-hmm. marketer. He's like, he's like online marketing guy. Really yeah. Um, good guy worth studying. He's got some real good emails and copy. Um, but he has something called like the 10 mile work day when he's like, he started doing this like the past year. We just sh- try to walk like 10 miles a day. Oh man. He was like, you, you, you <laughs> nice feel goal. better. Yeah. You're like, you know, but it's like, you know, come, it comes out to like well, an hour and a half to like, just like, you know, I say it have to be a full 10 miles, but yeah. just taking yeah. the time to just take long walks. Right. It's like way more productive, way more ideas, oh, all sorts sure. of benefits there. Yeah, for sure. And there's all sorts of studies that back it up. I was like, that's cool. I need to start doing that. Well, you need Except to get, Tristan, like, you need so to get a time. treadmill desk. Yeah. We, oh, we, were talking, I know, Jay, we were talking about that off air. I've got a treadmill desk. I'd love, <laughs> I'd love to use it. You need I, to get one. I, I know. I got to rig one up. I have a bed desk. Is that kind of the same thing? That's how you get real productivity. Well, you got to do what works for you. Yeah, right. You know, maybe a convertible, like treadmill slash bed desk over your feeling that's great oh my god so is there i mean is there anything else besides like going out in nature hiking walking running tristan that you uh like to do with your free time i just like connecting with people like i just like sitting down having a good conversation with someone you know there's like i mean sometimes i I like being alone like i might am like an introvert i do enjoy like just alone time like which Mm -hmm. i the hiking and stuff like that too i'm fine being alone for long periods of time like sit have a coffee and just think or read a book love that Mm -hmm. but uh, i always like 
being around interesting people. So yeah. there's like interesting people and cool stuff happening. I just love having those conversations, especially when it's kind of like those conversations that are like outside the norm, mm, you know? Yeah. yeah. So like stuff that's like maybe going to be like, you know, opinionated conversations, like heated debates at yeah. times, like intellectual debate, like discussions where they kind of talk about what's happening like in your industry, but also like, yeah, just like good conversation. I absolutely love that. Um, it's kind of like the other side of the coin of traveling. Like you're traveling to a new place, but you're talking to new people. You're learning new things yeah. that way. Like it's like you said, it's it's all expanding your knowledge and learning stories and experiencing new things. Yeah, and that, I always found that my, my favorite part of traveling was always the people I oh, met. For sure. yeah, yeah, like one of my sure. best friends lives over in Prague. I got to know him, and like we will. It's kind of a problem. Like we'll get together and we will like show up at a bar at like six, and then we'll leave the bar at five a.m. Oh man! Like well, well, we went to multiple bars in between then. But, like, it was one of those things too. But we just have like Time great conversation. Yeah. Well, in, in Prague, beer's like a dollar, so you know like, <laughs> that doesn't hurt. You can it, last though. a while. Yeah. But it was just one of those things too. You just like have those good conversations. Like I don't really know what I'm like. It's like it's hanging out with friends. It's also just having that chance like having those good conversations. I think it's really important, rewarding and fulfilling yeah. as like a person when you start thinking differently and just realizing like, you know, no one gets out of here alive. So like, it's really good to have those rewarding conversations, rewarding like connections with people. Yeah. Um, and just all, kind of like all, all the extra added value you kind of mm -hmm. get, you know, you can build a business, you can be super successful and have all that money. But you know, I've, you know, the, the people I've seen in business, I always want to emulate. I have like great relationships with their family. They have mm -hmm. great relationships with other people. Yeah. Um, and I'm just like, you know, you got to put work into that though sometimes yeah, for, sure. for sure well it's it's almost like you're you're purposefully seeking out mentors in your life to learn from through those conversations yeah. almost is that is that kind of yeah a, I, a, I just i'm always assessment? i'm always trying to learn like yeah, yeah. it's just always kind of like i mean there's so much out there man yeah and you just never know who you're gonna meet i mean there's a lot of there's a lot of boring people out there like <laughs> this isn't saying like you listen, I think, yeah i'm like listening, yeah, no listening to this but you know there's plenty of people you just kind of spend time you're like oh, I'm, I'm not gonna do that again yeah. you know <laughs> but there's like plenty of people that i barely even know but like i you know like I got to know you guys like just like two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But we've had like a lot of good conversation. Uh, yeah, like yeah. for me, it's it very like we've enjoyable. Known each other for a long yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. And like we're playing a trip to Los Angeles together. Like yeah. it's just one of those things. Like two weeks though, yeah. and just kind of realizing like we're like there's really cool people out there. And there's a lot of like, you don't want to limit yourself. So right, you yeah. finding those people sometimes like, it takes a while, but like yeah, it just tons of value and just enjoy it. And we were talking about some of the other events we've gone to. Like, you know, sometimes yeah. it's gonna be hard to go to these networking events. You don't because they have these networking events. So I'm like, oh, it's like authentic connections. I'm sorry. Like I, I don't, I very rarely had an authentic connection with one of the people at the networking events. I felt, mm -hmm. Oh, just being sold something, yeah. which is fine. That's what they're there for is to sell. Um, but there's plenty of these other conversations that are really powerful that can happen outside of that. Or kind of taking those things, like some people there can be really good, but just kind of taking like, how you can take a step back away from like, how do I make money off you kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm obviously like, I love making money. I love putting deals oh, together. So but there's, like a, there's a way to do it. There's yeah, a right exactly. Way to do it. Yeah. yeah. So sure. we're working on a cool project together, the three of us. Yeah. And it's because we had good conversations. I'm, right. I'm interested in this. Oh, you're interested in this. Oh, Here's okay. your strengths. Here's yeah. what you like. What, yeah. Exactly. Make this it wasn't something. like, you know, we had to show up in a networking event. We're trying to handle as many business cards right. as possible. Exactly. It's like, <laughs> it's the real connection. Yeah, like exactly. Right. Like, Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's a whole, I could rant about that. Like, that's the other <laughs> thing. Sure. I guess that's the other thing I like, I like doing my free, I, li I like literally Ranting. just, I could just rant. I just have like, I have so many soapboxes I can just oh, yeah. get up on. That I've, that's like, why I do a podcast, man. I've been told that multiple times. I was like, yeah, but. We have a studio do it, man. Yeah, that's right. It would be dangerous. <laughs> it's fun. I love it. Like, especially with the internet, that stuff's going to be around oh, yeah. for the rest of my life. That is <laughs> very true. That is very true. Oh, yeah, my God. Well, you know, we're, well, so we're coming kind of to the end of the show. And one thing that I did was curious about, and this is kind of more for, you know, people listening and people trying to find their way and sell their products and find success and kind of lead into how Tortuga Marketing started yeah. in a sense. But what, did, what are the most important lessons that you learned from the inside of these corporate big advertising agencies Ooh. so like people Ooh. need to look out for i know this is probably a big rant yeah but, yeah, but you like, got, this is one of my soapboxes i know because so i'm because i'm curious about what was that what was that you know trigger or something that was like you know what done with this i know how to do it i'm going to start my own business and what are the things to look out for because on the front if you go to a website every marketing company looks like they're the best they do everything they're yeah. they're magical oh, they'll man. take you from zero to hero and stuff so <laughs> i'd love to just get your thought process on that as well as how Tortuga started and certain yeah. things. About well, I, I guess like the other thing of speaking about marketing websites, like, like I don't know why they think it's important to tell me how many cups of coffee they drank. <laughs> oh, like, or why they have an office. I don't understand. Like, how is it, what does it have to do with like, oh and that's what I'm God. saying. Like someone's like, the, I'm like, what, how is that important? It's like, Oh, we're creative and unique. And we're like, cool. And we're like, like, like we're like, like you. And it's like, yeah, but except all your websites look exactly the same. Yeah, really. Okay, that's like that as a whole. Like I could go off on that. Like that drives me nuts. I'm like, oh what, what is this? What's the point of this? Like, just serve the client. Just literally, just serve the client. Right. And then you realize this is why I noticed with agencies. All agencies, 
to do marketing, there's usually going to be a lot of like people that need to get stuff done, mm-hmm. you know, like account management and stuff like that too, especially if you want to grow it into a very large business of some kind. Issue is that means you're taking on a lot of overhead to cover the overhead. And, you know, we were talking about like, you know, health insurance, like you're talking about everything, especially if you're trying to get talent. If you're dealing with overhead, you always have to charge much, much higher agency fees to kind of get the job done. Right. Um, and so you start finding out this stuff and they're just kind of doing the bare minimum. Like I, I was venting to Jason about this. I'm like, I'm sure, probably sure, I'm sure I vented to you about it. <laughs> I was like one client, a potential client I'm talking to, and they are working with a large agency. And I told him, like, yeah, you know, put me on the phone with the agency. I'm like, going to help you guys sell this like merchandise. Um, they, they, I don't sound like agencies be able to really do it. I can work with them and help how we put that together. I got on the phone. I was like, this person's a moron. I got on the phone with the account manager. I'm like, what are the numbers? What's going on here? I was like, well, we don't have the budget for that to do this. I'm like, your job is to serve the client. But for them, the job is to build a large business that's able to pay everyone's bills and stuff like that too, which makes sense. But I do think that puts a lot of handicap on the entire agent, like the entire agency model um, is kind of a lot of larger agencies have are hindered from actually serving clients at the best level because of the, all this excess overhead. Mm. Um, and it's also hard. Everyone's like, Oh, we're the best at this. We're the best at this. We're the best at this. And like, that's, there's no way there's no way that someone that you have hired all the absolute best talent in each of one of these different areas. Um, uh, so that's like one of the big things I just started noticing. And then a lot of times too, is like what they'll do is because a lot of these agencies have to kind of justify their existence and to get results, it can be a lot more, it's harder to build processes and systems sometimes about what it takes to get results. Like some great marketers can do it. Like not saying that you can't do it, but it can be very difficult um, to do that. And some of these larger agencies don't have the ability to pivot to what needs to actually happen to get those results, which is what I came across with this one. And they weren't doing what they were supposed to be doing to actually get products sold. Or anything like that too. So those are the big things I've just kind of noticed: is excess overhead, yeah, um, lots of over complexity, and a lot of the focus is on selling tactics rather than strategies. Uh. That's the other thing too. I've got, I've come across a lot of people like, oh, we do marketing strategy. I'm like, I talk to them, they're like, okay, you're just kind of telling me like basic stuff. You know, it's not really you haven't really strategized how to like you haven't you haven't tested it even. And I think it's the other thing too is like oh, a lot of these companies have these large budgets and they'll take it and just dump it into something. And no one's kind of tested. Like I was talking to Jason about this. It's called like minimum viable marketing. Like somebody's just got to test it, see what's working. And you can take that data and that information. And now we're going to use it a different way. Like the ability to pivot really quickly is important. Because large agencies can't do that because they have too much staff to be able to move quickly and get stuff done and get results. So this account that I was, that we're kind of referring to is a larger account. You know, it's going to be like, like very successful. If I like said the brand, like everyone here would know it. Yeah. So would you say, Tristan, that the takeaway from this is if you're looking to work with an agency, you should, one of your questions should be all the time, how is this going to make money for my company? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I mean, it's like, I think sometimes, like, I, yeah, I would just ask, like, how is it going to make money? And a lot of, I, I mean, I could give a whole bunch of tips for someone, like, trying to, like, because that's what I kind of do is, like, I'll work with a company and, like, help them with agencies. I'm like, that guy's lying to you yeah. kind of thing. And that's why I'm going to have to tell this person, like, this potential client. I'm going to be like, here's a deal. Like, I don't know if we're going to work together, but that agency is lying to you and just having that hard conversation. Um, but yeah, it's, it's absolutely that issue. Yeah. He says, yeah. like, how are they going to make you money? Most of them don't have, they're going to talk about branding. They're going to talk about awareness and stuff like that too. That's great. But way too many business owners aren't informed that that is probably not going to drive the, the, what the results are actually looking for. Yeah. Um, it's like, there's a lot of simpler ways. There's different ways of doing that. And just because you've been told something is the way you need to do it doesn't necessarily mean that that's what is going to happen. And a lot of these agencies will build are just trying to sell tactics and they're going to come with the tactics, but not really strategic with how they're leveraging those tactics. Cause they don't really have the opportunity to, cause that account manager, no offense to her, but like, I'm not trying to be like, like I'm I kind of, I've already been kind of rude, but no, <laughs> like, so I'm trying to be hey, a ruder, truth, not be ruder but she's probably that. dealing with 15 different clients. Right, right. You know, she doesn't have time to like really invested in your thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you can't really expect that. So they're going to kind of be like, well, we think this kind of roughly works. We're going to put, this is our strategy and we're going to do it. Yeah. And it's like, you don't really have the chance to get really in deep with the business and kind of see it from the client side and be like, all right, this is what we need to do to execute the strategy. Or like, you need this for this part of it, but you don't need it this part. Or if you guys are trying to go do this and trying to have money here, we need to go, like there's all these different angles you need to take. And sometimes with like, you just kind of got large processes and systems and tactics mm-hmm. and all that stuff too. It's kind of like a, you know, crayon box. Everyone's kind of picking and choosing what they want to do. It yeah. doesn't mean it's going to be, be like creating the best picture kind of thing. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's one of the things, you know, when I'm working with people who, uh, at Genesis Marketing Group who are thinking of working with us, <laughs> I usually tell them, if we're not generating the results for them, 
I give you permission to fire us. <laughs> yeah, no, that's like <laughs> and a lot of you, have to you know do. a lot of a lot of agencies don't do that. Well, that's, that's, that's 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 authenticity. It's a truth. It's like yeah, if we're not right. doing it, what are you doing here? Like yeah, we're not, exactly. We're not helping each other. And I think it's important too. And I think the other thing too is that agencies. This is another thing. Agencies will tell clients what they want to hear. Mm-hmm. That's right. And I think our job in like in marketing and stuff like that too is to tell have like conversation like this business doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like obviously you have to have like some kind of credibility and stuff like that too, to like have those conversations, things like that. But having the ability to like, I'm strongly suggesting you do not do this kind of thing and pushing back on the client. It's super important. Oh, My yeah. best clients are the clients I push back the hardest on mm-hmm. and they love it. Yeah. Why? Well, cause they're also good business people, but at the same time too, is cause like it shows that that agency or that marketer or whatever is invested in your success. They're mm-hmm. not just invested in a retainer for 12 months and just how long can I keep them around yeah. kind of thing too. Cause that's just going to pay the bills. We have all this overhead and all this stuff too. We have a new business yet, but just kind of like what we like, we can just come to the same t- table. Like I'm going to have a hard conversations. What are we, what do we need to do to get those results? Even like, no matter like, that's just the focus. Like how do we grow? How do we get you from where you want to go to where you want to be? Yeah, absolutely. Those are really good insights, Tristan. So yeah, as Adam said, we're kind of uh, getting to the close here, but what's, what are some of the best ways that people can get connected with you, Tristan? Yeah. Uh, best way is going to be LinkedIn. Okay. Um, I was more active on there, but usually I get those messages, uh, email it's Tristan. Uh, I gotta get my website fixed. Like it's me, Tristan at Tortuga mktg.com marketing because oh. I couldn't get the domain. So I had to go <laughs> I had to a shortcut. But like obviously like hands down, LinkedIn is the best way to get a hold of me. Awesome. Um, much more like responsive there and you know, like spend time on there. Yeah, it's a cool platform. Sure. Awesome. And so just, and so Tortuga mktg.com is your is Yeah, if you guys want to check out the site, I got to get it uh, built out and everything like gotcha. that too. Yeah, I'm not, I got to find a good web guy. So hey, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was always going to talk to you guys after this. So. Yeah, that's, uh, no, but so LinkedIn is the best way. And um, yeah, that's, that's exciting. And I know there's a lot of other things in the pipeline and fun adventures. Yeah. Ahead, so we'll definitely have to get you back on in the future. Yeah, I got plenty more, get stories, more stories, guys. There's so many more stories. Well, let's have to have every week we should just have a section that's Tristan's soapbox. <laughs> I, I, I would do it. I would, I, hey, I, I love that. It's stuff. a good. It's a good outlet, isn't it? It's yeah, like, it really nice is. Like I feel better now stuff. after yeah, venting about I'm these telling things. You. So like, yeah, I don't know if you guys are therapists or what, but it helps me. Surprise! Out, you know, <laughs> that's that's us. Jay, that's that's our new business venture right? for sure. That's awesome. Well, Tristan, thank you so much for taking time out to be with us. It's been great. And uh, for you listeners, I you know I all of this stuff that Tristan just shared is so valuable. Oh, man. So I would highly recommend going back and listening to this again at least a hundred times <laughs> yeah for sure <laughs> seven times yes <laughs> there you yeah. go there you go but yeah thank you so much tristan yeah. really appreciate it thank you tristan have Thanks, a great guys. one that was grow like a pro therapy session volume 27.3 <laughs> i loved that that was so unexpected i'm like hey well actually as you think about it you know we, we are kind of asking pointed questions yeah, and letting true. people share so i mean I, I think that's i think the way he put it was so brilliant i mean i'm not saying i'm like a therapist or anything i don't have any training in that or whatever but there's something to be said about giving you the chance to speak to have mm-hmm. your voice heard have your feel like take your feelings somewhere instead of holding them inside because yeah, that's something that i learned you know along my journey so far is that holding your feelings and your emotions inside only makes them stronger and more volatile and mm-hmm. everything so when you're able to yeah. kind of tell the story hear it for yourself hear kind of maybe something you're thinking is a little ridiculous that inside sounded so real and serious so yeah. yep. it's a uh, podcasting's cool that's yeah for <laughs> sure well i mean it's so like just asking people um, questions and giving them the opportunity to share really is so like, you know, it's the same thing with us, Adam. I think this is awesome. You know, having this opportunity to be here in the studio and just ask these incredible people doing incredible things, these questions, because I think all of us are learning things. Oh you yeah, know, for I'm, sure. Like, I, I know for you, I, well, I don't want to speak for you, Adam, but for <laughs> you me, do it all the time anyway. <laughs> for me, I, I just learned so much. I learned something new every time, you know, we talk with someone. So it's just awesome to have that opportunity because the guests, you know, are able to to, to share um, things that are really passionate about them. And then it kind of, that, that passion is really contagious. Yeah. You know, oh, the, yeah. Uh, the listener. So, yeah. I mean, it's, podcasting is, in a sense, kind of like reading a book. Like you learn new things, you get mm-hmm. new experiences. And it also just shows the power of asking a simple question. I mean, a lot of these people are normal, everyday guys, even though they found some great success. Yep. They share a lot of similarities between us. And at the end of the day, everyone just kind of wants to have their voice heard and have friends mm-hmm. and talk and be able to hear their story. So, that's right. It's cool stuff. 
Yeah, for sure. All right, Adam. Well, how can uh, people get connected with us? Well, this is our last show, so they oh, can't. We're no. <laughs> News <laughs> to me. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> no, of course. Well, we're a weekly show, and we post on iTunes, on the Google Play Store, Stitcher, and all these places every Thursday at 6 a.m. And if you want to be a part of the show, you can send an email to hello at growlikeaproshow.com. Once again, that's hello at growlikeaproshow.com. And um, our therapeutic rates are about $180 per minute, I think, is why we're rolling them right now. Yeah, we'll see sure. how it goes back and forth. <laughs> no, what's good? We, we, want, we encourage you to send your questions and your topics, and we encourage you to come come be on the show. Like I said, help share your story. Let's make a difference together and help everyone find that path to the success that they're looking for. For sure. And that's uh, that's kind of the way to reach us. And I'm going to pass it over to Jason to talk about our lovely sponsor. Yeah, for sure. Our uh, wonderful sponsor is Genesis Marketing Group. Uh, we're actually here in the studios once again at their uh, building, their offices. So yeah, Genesis is a one-stop shop for your business marketing promotion needs. So really any kind of like pain point or struggle that your business is facing, we love to come alongside you, really understand those issues and problems and create an actionable, you know, step-by-step solution that can help you achieve your goals. So really, um, you know, excited to have that opportunity and they've opened up their space to, to let us kind of, um, basically help improve the lives of other people. So it's awesome. I love, uh, love working with them. Yeah. And you know, it works hand in hand and excuse my plant words, but it's the genesis of grow like a pro is is the same kind of motto of genesis yeah, because sure. we're right. trying to grow with you help you help mm-hmm. achieve your dreams and goals and find the way because it's a tough world out there so yeah. trying I mean, to do whatever we can um, to make a little difference you know I, I like to say adam that whenever i talk with people about what we do it's like we want to be your success partners yeah you know the win-win-win kind of uh, relationship exactly success partners and friends and yeah, that's it's, it's, sure. it's good stuff, man. But, Definitely. Um, once again, we want to thank Tristan for coming on the show, and we yeah. want to thank all of you guys out there for listening and joining us every week for Grow Like a Pro. And mm-hmm. we can't wait to see you next week, as always. And until then, for Jason and myself, we wish you the best day and or night. And wait a minute. We may not talk to them before Christmas, right? Yeah. I'd so... Well, actually, this this show this, this will be go. before. So before yeah. our next week's show will be Christmas. So if you're celebrating Christmas, yep. we wish you a merry, merry Christmas. That's right. And um, we will be back next Thursday. That's right. See you guys soon. Bye, everyone.